1: The fortune-making spirit of today's marketplace, The Rob Black Show.
2: Every Monday, I want to start the podcast show. i call it a broadcast, but it's really a narrow cast or a podcast, and it is not. You know what you're here for. You're talking about money. You're talking about retirement, getting there. Some tips, hints, tricks along the way. Let's take a look at the stock market, which is the primary driver to the Vehicle to the road to retirement. A lot going on this week, big earnings week. But also, I'm keeping an eye on IPOs. I'll get to that second thought in just a second. The S&P 500 is hovering right around records. Busy week of earnings, which tells you, show me the money, show me. Put up or shut up, report card, whatever you want to call it. It's a busy week. Thanks, Tom. Has he aged well or has he aged poorly? I am on both sides of that fence. On a one-sided fence, I'm screwed. I'm guessing it's a three-sided fence. But this week, today, we get Tesla kicking off after the closing bell. Remember last quarter? They had this big profit, but when you factor that out, the sale of Bitcoin, they didn't really have a profit. And you're like, is not Tesla in the business of selling cars and electric vehicles and maybe charging networks and maybe some uh, service uh, software as a service that updated on your in your car? Yeah, they're all of those things. But, but really, a Bitcoin champion, a, a Bitcoin trader, what are they going to do this quarter? Elon Musk who said, Well, we're thinking about taking Bitcoin again. And Bitcoin goes from thirty thousand at the beginning of last week to thirty eight thousand at the start of this week. The man has that market movability factor. So Tesla reports tonight. But we also get massive big tech mega cap companies this week. We get a little bit from the, well, when I say big cap companies like Apple and Google. Investors will be watching the Federal Reserve's two-day policy meeting, which starts on Tuesday and ends with a statement on Wednesday. Thursday, we're going to get second quarter GDP. That's all out there, right? So in our earnings quarters, what we're finding out is... What do you think about for the rest of the year is the big question. Not so much. How have you done year over year with the pandemic? Because we're seeing that in their earnings pretty much so across the board ring, like, wow, there's a lot of pent up demand and businesses back. So now we're going, what do you think about this whole Delta variant on COVID and how is it going to affect your business in the third and fourth quarters? We don't want factories shutting down. We don't want supply chains getting mixed mixed up and, and backed up. Supply chains tied towards how many workers are sick or not. Healthcare crisis is mandates going back into effect. Delta is pretty scary stuff. If I were to be writing this as a movie, you'd say like COVID-19 in 2020 was like a teeny tiny spider. Now the fourth variant of it is like 100-ton 100, 100 spiders. It, it looks nasty from what the damage it's doing across the world. Let's talk investing. America's taste for hard seltzer is suddenly starting to wane. I did not see this one coming. I thought that was a category that was here to stay. U.S. sales of $4.3 billion as more health-conscious consumers seek out lower-grade options to get their buzz on, to get their drunk on. To get there, ah, that hits the spot. The doldrums that piqued our interest in this new category have come out of nowhere and are leaving with not a lot of splash, not a lot of fanfare. Hard seltzer sales in the United States are slowing dramatically. Um, last year, at this time, they were growing at 49% rate. This year, they're growing at about 4% clip. Not a story I would have thought I was going to be doing on this Monday. But the category looked like it was an interesting phenomenon. It's almost as if like Game of Thrones season three was the high peak. And people are like, come on, I, get, enough already. Stopping having intercourse with family members and please, please don't kill that child. Oh, you killed the child. Please, please, please don't kill. No, you killed him too. And we keep heads on for what episode? Nope. Ed's keep going. Like it peaked our interest around season three and by season seven, we were just bored with it. So it appears that truly Sam Adams version of white claw, um, has had its best days as an investor. Do you want to invest in something that's had its best days? The hyper growth turns into growth. It's still growing at 4% as a year, year where category. That's not bad. That's better than the overall wine and, and beer market but down from 50%. That's a good question when it comes to investing. 61% of older millennials believe they'll be working at least part-time during retirement. That is a survey that I love and that I hate. I love that older millennials are starting to hit that time where are you going to have enough money to retire? Somewhere right around 35, you should be doing a report card on yourself. How are you doing financially speaking? And you should at least have $100,000 saved by the age of 35 because 100 will become 200 by the time you're 42. 200 will become 400 by the time you're 50. 400 will become 800 by the time you're 57. 800 will become 1.6 million by the time you're retired, 65-ish. If you get historical returns, keep in mind that doesn't happen. Historical returns happen over a 100-year period. Historical returns don't happen over a a guaranteed five-year period. So you can see why I say I I want you to have 100,000, sometime between age 35 and 40, so you can get to that number of a million and a half without doing anything else. I want you to do more. When I hit my retirement number every year, I just added more to it, and I still do, and I'm like, I'm stoked with that. But 61% of older millennials believe they'll be working at least part-time during retirement. I know way too many people who are under-investing, and they will be working part-time or full-time in retirement, or they'll be working till the day they die is another way of putting that. Is that what you want to do? Because the other thing is like staying at home and playing Scrabble with your wife. And the last thing in the world I want to do is stay at home and play Scrabble or Rummy Cubes. Rummy Cubes, right? Because she doesn't, her grammar is not that good. So I I dominate Scrabble. I dominate. I would own, a woman would never win a game against me. I know you're saying she's not listening right now, is she? No, she's not. Um, But what do you want to do in retirement? So, sixty-seven percent of millennials think they'll be working into sixty-one percent think that they'll be working at least part-time because they won't have enough saved. I like the idea of working in, in retirement myself, even though I have enough to retire. Right? Anyhow, anyway, that's what the show is all about: stupid questions about money, investing in your future. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show,
1: YouTube, Rob Black Show. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com.
3: Questions about how to invest in your retirement? Check out robblackshow.com and get in on the conversation. Subscribe to the podcast and video channels. No one cares more about your money than you do. It's time to start to feel good about your financial future robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com.
2: I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. This is a show dedicated to getting your retirement. I saw a story today that I wanted to hit, but I've kind of put aside because it's not my kind of story, but it is a big market story. I don't have any crypto. I'm okay not having any crypto. I've got enough money that I don't have to own crypto. So when I see a financial planner or a financial expert brag about, hey, I own crypto, I'm like, you don't really need to own it if you're financially successful. It's an alternative, aggressive alternative. That's my head. <clears throat> that's where I go with it. If you have enough, why own something like Bitcoin other than to say that you want decentralized money, which is a very Jack Dorsey thing for you to say, which I'm really cool with. Crypto market seems to be finally getting out of its midsummer doldrums. And what I mean by that is we haven't had a good crypto story in a while. In fact, it was downright a boring story for 2021. Well, not so much anymore. This weekend, it got a couple stories. He loves me. He loves me not. Elon Musk loves Bitcoin again. Is thinking about it would be a good idea for Tesla to start taking. You get car, we get Bitcoin as a business model. Is that because it was at 30000 for a couple days and he saw that as a technical bottom? Cynically, I say yes, but realistically, I don't know. But Amazon is starting to move into crypto, and that is a much bigger story than Elon Musk and his Dogecoin, no Dogecoin approach. Amazon published a job posting for a digital currency and blockchain lead. And this weekend... There's now more and more reports that by the end of the year, they're looking to start its own token for 2022. Now, on some levels, Amazon already has a digital currency. They've got reward points if you use their credit card. Now, their credit card is running dollars. You spend $100, you get five points. Or is it five points equal to $5 out of said 100? Well, that's more like it. But if you look at your digital points, your airline points, your points on your credit card, your hotel points, that's currency because you could exchange it for services. So when you think about it, Starbucks already has a digital currency. Amazon already has a digital currency, but they're just making it more pure by saying we want to own our own blockchain digital currency. You cannot underestimate the story. Um, it's it's get the MC it got the MC Hammer treatment. Bitcoin got the MC Hammer treatment. I know you're saying, where is he going at the, this? Too legit, too legit to quit. It is even more legit today than it was one week ago. When Amazon's saying we're getting into this area, potentially we're hiring someone, they're probably going to get into it is the idea. Blockchain is no stranger to the retail and cloud computing giant. It was a uh, member of the Forbes Blockchain 50. Basically offering services such as Toolkit on top of Amazon Web Services for clients to build permissed That's a tough word for me to say for some reason because I want to go permissible, but it's the permissed blockchains, primary host for Infura, a middleware solution. So their Amazon Web Services already has kind of a a healthy blockchain ecology. They're going to port it straight over to their retail. Thousands of traders liquidated $883 in short positions overnight on Bitcoin because Amazon said we're hiring. Not because Amazon said zooby zooby zoo, but said because we're hiring. That's a big story. Um, so. Today, Bitcoin is technically broken out of a summer malaise or summertime funk. I know you're saying that sounds like a song by, well, that peppy poppy. No. Not going that direction. Can't fit music into everything, but Amazon's legitimizing Bitcoin this morning. It's 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 got the MC Hammer treatment. One thing I've noticed by going back to restaurants in the summer of 2021, that businesses have taken down that closed indefinitely sign and they're they're open back up. But I'm noticing, I don't know if you're noticing a huge number of workers aged 16 to 19 making up 33% of the workforce. That's impressive. It's the highest figure for teen workers since the Great Recession. Post-pandemic, we're facing big staffing crisis. And who is stepping up are 16 to 19-year-old workers. I like it. Nothing wrong with learning how to make money when you're young. Biggest challenge that restaurants now have is getting through enough team members in the house to serve guests. My favorite sports bar I went to last night to watch the USA soccer game. We won. We won nothing against Jamaica. Uh, I'm not going to go into a soccer review for you. But I still like doing that, going to a crowd of like-minded people, cheering on a sporting event. And you can find that Worldwide, when it's Team USA, you know, but I noticed a lot of Caucasian children. And I say that because in California, I don't think I'm going out of the limb here. A lot of our restaurant workers in the past have from, been from Latin America natively on some level, skin color. You're like, okay. But now I'm seeing like teenage kids of my neighbors. I'm like, that's a very odd sight because I grew up as one of those teenage workers, either scooping ice cream or waiting tables or cooking eggs and bacon at two in the morning for other people interesting to see our workforce is responding because uh I, I i'm reusing the statement but it's easy to shut down economy it's tough to reopen one and as we're reopening we're seeing a different workforce than what we thought was going to be there uber's having massive problems staffing to the point that they had to have an all on all hands on deck meeting to address it with their current employees they're like we know we're losing a lot of employees this is a thing people are quitting the workforce looking for better jobs or different jobs Elon Musk tweeting that we may take bitcoin again Elon Musk tweeting that he's going to open up his electric vehicle charging network to other cars other brands analysts like the move One analyst that I follow is a $1,000 price target on Tesla. Dan Ives out of Wedbrush says, while some will view it as letting competition on the supercharger, we disagree. It's basically a whole nother business that Tesla's getting into. Kind of the gas station on electric vehicles. I think it's a smart move. They can build in the margins for non-Teslas. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
1: Listen to The Rob Black Show on your Alexa or Google Play device. Just say, listen to The Rob Black Show.
3: A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com,
2: robblackshow.com. Google's self-driving startup Waymo argues the UK shouldn't cap autonomous cars on the road. I would not have thought that was the legal argument against autonomous cars. We don't we, we don't want too many of them. I would have thought it was like, are they safe enough so that they kill someone who actually is behind the wheel? Would be the legal question, but now it's like, we don't want too many of them. Legal arguments are fascinating in the way they're formed, in my opinion. Gymnasts wearing full-body unitards are standing against sexualization at the Olympics. Is that the Nike messaging of this Olympics? And for the record, I think Nike always gets the Olympics kind of right. Many of their ad campaigns where you see an Olympian running on the track and he's like busting it and... He's got sweat coming out of his head and he looks like he's about to have a, an aneurysm, his intensity. And then you're like, they pan down to his legs and he's got no legs. And you're like, oh. First things first, you're like, is this a Nike commercial? Because don't they sell shoes? And he's not. He's a, a blade runner. And you're like, OK, maybe they make those blades. We don't know. But he's wearing a Nike swoosh on his shirt. And that's what we like. They get the Olympics right. And there's not a lot of messaging coming out of this year's Olympics. Ratings are down hard. Hard seltzer is down hard this year. U.S. sales of hard seltzer, a category that's been a leader during the doldrums of quarantine. Less, fewer calories and a nice fizzy alcoholic punch. Um, Last year, we were growing at 49%. This year, about 4%. So that category got too hot and was more of a fad. Not that it's bad, not that it's going away but it's not going to consume all of alcohol as a model. Philip Morris international CEO said sugars should be banned in a is this in the onion kind of story? Do you remember the onion news or is it are they still around do people still care? That's one that I could see going both ways. Philip Morris international CEO is Jessica he spoke it out against cigarettes, saying the maker of Marlboro's that his company should stop selling cigarettes in the UK within a decade. Thinking that we want to become a smoke free company, they want the UK government to outlaw cigarettes, comparing them to gas powered cars, which are set to become barred from being sold, but still selling electric cars. So they kind of want to do something, but not the smoke kind. If you're a shareholder of Philip Morris International, you go, does this guy, is? It... <laughs> we make money by investing with you from selling cigarettes. Get your act together. But what's really happening is they're trying to position themselves as anti-smoking while still selling tobacco products. That's a very mixed message right now. Smoking kills more than 8 million people a year. Um. Giving you the perspective of COVID, where we are 6 million plus now uh, worldwide. It's as far as infections go, as far as the lingering COVID long, I don't even want to think about long COVID where you basically get symptoms and they stick with you for a long period. But we're going to be talking about it much like we're talking about cigarettes. No, no, this will be a disease. We'll file this one away as non-voluntary. But the CEO of Philip Morris International saying we don't we want to stop selling cigarettes, but he's still selling it's a very mixed message. And I get that there's heated tobacco versus burning tobacco, where you get kind of the stimulant kick out of it. There has to be a better way. Isn't that what legalized marijuana was supposed to do? Kind of kill the smoking market on some levels? Give people on some levels, right? Yes, yes. Elsewhere in the world of media and news, Toymaker Hasbro had a great quarter because movies came back. And again, it's just part of that rollout of the economy where the elbow is connected to the hip bone. You're like, elbow, hip bone? That doesn't even make sense, Rob. But demand for Dungeons & Dragons at Hasbro is is huge. They've got some new TV dramas called Cruel Summer and the Rookie. they got My Little Pony and Peppa Pig Refresh on Updates. They sell product tied towards that. But really, it was the Falcon and the Snowman or the Falcon in the Winter Falcon and the Snowman. I'm thinking of something else. But the Falcon and the Winter Soldier for Disney Plus, everyone's like, that's the new Captain America? He's African-American. That's awesome. And it is kind of awesome. Uh, it's rumored that there, someone's working on a black Superman movie right now. And I'm like, I can't wait to see that. Totally done with the old white cliche, Caucasian Superman. We don't need that anymore. 21st century is what I say, but Hasbro makes Play-Doh and they make Nerf. Brands that are growing strong, especially when they're tied towards movie franchises. And sometimes it's straight to DVD. Sometimes it's Netflix shows. And you don't even realize the product is like the show. Hasbro is making money on Monopoly, but they're not making double digit growth on Monopoly. And interestingly, in their quarterly earnings report, Hasbro talked about commodity prices and supply chain bottlenecks in the holiday shipping season. Um, bottlenecks are still very much so a story. Shortages of semiconductors. Now, again, it seems to hit GM a lot harder than it's hitting Ford. In car semiconductors. Tesla's been hit by car semiconductor shortages. This winter could be interesting if these bottlenecks continue. As this is, we're reopened, baby. This is the time to be hitting your numbers and having product to sell, not saying we need for product to arrive to sell. That's a still teeny, teeny, tiny little story inside of 2021 of the supply chain disruptions are still. Kind of ringing in our economy and, and retarding our financial growth. I got into so much trouble years ago on radio, and then I had to talk my way out of it with my boss. I used the word "don't be financially retarded," and that's a play on flame retardant. Like if you have a blanket that's flame retardant, it stops the fire from catching aggressively on the on the blanket. And trying to say that about financials, I was trying to really stick in to people's mindset like this is not a good – we know what mental retardant is. And I was clearly playing with that definition versus flame retardant. But the the word is the word. The definition is to slow the growth of. It could be mentally or it could be fire capabilities and financial endeavors per se. But people do not like hearing that word is what I'll tell you. Associate loosely with finances as it easily as it's associated with in a negative connotation with with mental development. But that's the shock jock I want to be, and it's just not 21st century, is it? Robinhood's got a virtual roadshow going on. They're coming public, and they're going to sell a lot of shares to the public, more than usual. I know I don't know personally, but I know business-wise, and I've talked to the owners of Robinhood, the founders. Pretty nice guys. Um, I don't know if they were Stanford or Berkeley. I want to say they were Stanford. Um, And what Robinhood has done for the psyche of the investors, pretty cool, complete free trading. Now, again, they're trying to get you on margins and credit card deals and other services so it's not going to be completely traded and they make some money on if you say you want to buy apple at 120 and they can get it for 119 they'll sell it to you for 120 and they'll keep that dollar that's a little shady in my mind of shopping the order versus getting the best execution i'd rather have the best execution and pay for it than say be shopped on an order um but it's a millennial-favored stock trading app, and they're trying to do what they can to appeal to the millennials who want to own shares of companies like AMC and GameStop. Why not own companies like themselves? And I'll, I'll tell you, from a professional investor standpoint, don't put that many shares in the hands of, of short-termers. Try to put them in the hands of like a Fidelity tech fund, somebody who's going to stick around for the long term in your company. That's just advice from me to you. We'll see how it plays out. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. The best five lightning cables for the iPhone and iPad in 2021 reviews. I love stories like this because it reminds me. Apple has a billion dollar cable charging business. A replacement cable charging business. Oh, aren't we all fools? <laughs> aren't we all fools? Apple reports this week. That's to be a big one. Tesla reports tonight. Another big one. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I've got a new website with lots of downloads. I'm not getting a lot of pings on those. So check them out before I pull them. Uh, You can find them at robblack.com. I'm Rob Black.
1: Have a question? Reach out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com.
3: A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, BP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com.
2: robblackshow.com. So something you're going to see this year at the Olympics. And I don't know if Nike's behind it or not. <clears throat> I have to assume that they're not. But the females, the female, the women's gymnastics team are wearing full body leotards, also known as unitards. It's a stark departure from the sports standard bikini cut leotards, which basically shows a lot of butt cheek and upper leg muscle. And I'm all for it. Um, It's more comfortable and it's more aesthetically pleasing we don't need to see young people's butt cheeks hanging out. They don't need to have that done. They don't need to be over-sexualized. So that's a thing at this year's Tokyo Olympics. A couple of years ago, you probably saw Michael Phelps in like Nike swim gear that was like, it's like shark skin. It makes the shark swim sh- sharkier. So I do like the Olympics for the commercials and the, the quote-unquote innovation. This year, the innovation seems to be full-body unitards and basically taking a stand against sexualization. Um, And I say, great. Oh, no, the people of Maui are upset at us. Great article this weekend about they've invaded (laughs) Hawaii's road to Hana, wrecked by influencers and tourists. I'm not sure who the invaders are, if it's the influencers or the tourists or both. But Hawaiians are very keen to let us know, yeah, we live here. Yeah, we know. Because <laughs> uh, our influencers are showing us the road to Hana, which for the record is one of the most amazing drives on the planet. And the problem is that I say that and people are like, what are you talking about? You were in a sports car in Hawaii, in, on Maui, and you do the Hana Highway. You're like, that's a fun highway. That's rear left, rear right, rear left. And you're in jungle doing the whole time. So, Hawaii is saying we like tourists, but we don't like tourists that much because when you come, you're creating some problems at this point in time with tourism numbers hitting all time record highs. When 10.4 million people arrived by air or by cruise, they're seeing too many people. But you know what that's also going to cause is a lot more revenue. Visitor spending is huge in the state of Hawaii. So, again, supply and demand, great lessons out there on a regular basis. And if you ever do the Hana Highway, right now, if you're the gas station or the guy selling tiki stuff or surfboards halfway through when people start getting tired of rear, left, rear, right, or yeah, I don't even know if you're going that fast anymore because now it's considered a parking lot. But when shelves were empty during the pandemic, shelves are, uh, I'm sorry, when shelves were getting packed during the pandemic because people weren't there or weren't allowed to travel, it's, again, laws of supply and demand. Now that the shelves are empty. Let's talk a little um, Facebook, if we can. Facebook is a company we all know. And I asked the question, or do we? Just recently, I started writing down what Facebook is. Did you know that Facebook has a dating service? Or did you just think it's about other people's ugly kids? They've got an online job listing. They've got a version. Essentially, that is a version of Craigslist. They have a new collection of podcasts and live audio chat rooms. Again, copying features like Clubhouse from others. They've got multiple copycats, multiple copycats of Zoom. They've got a section just for college kids. They've got two different spots for TV shows. They have a feature very similar to TikTok. It's actually pretty good, but no one's using it. So who's the relevant social media? You'd probably say TikTok right now. Um, but they have a, basically a, a software that allows office workers to communicate, which is kind of in that world of Slack. And you take a look at some the not innovations, but things that Microsoft is doing well. What is Facebook now? I still use it as like, I go there to post about this show, to talk about the markets. So I I use it as social media about finance, trying to make finance social, but it's much, much more than that. And they have a big problem in that. So If you pay attention to Facebook's attempts at reinvention, you may not want to admit it, but Facebook's choices rewire how billions of people interact on the planet and the way they use that business model to reach their customers and strategies of other companies from features they're copying. I own shares of Facebook, and as an investor, I'm going, how long can I keep this company? Because I don't even know what I'm investing in anymore. They just keep morphing. And when I say morphing, just think of every movie you've seen with cancer. Like, oh, cancer's morphing. It's changing. It's changing the way we're like, you're like, whoa, cancer changes. Facebook feels like it's changing a lot, whereas Google still is this, you see the search angle. Although Google's now responding to Apple's privacy, Google wants to end the way they use cookies to gather information on you. They want to go into a different type of cookie, a cookie that they invented. It's not like the operating system Java where Sun Microsystems had Java and it was like almost a secret weapon of Sun Microsystems because a lot of business apps that like um, if you were on an app and like a stock ticker where you could say, it says punch in the stock, punch in the stock name and I'll show you the, the chart for it. A lot of those little sub programs inside of operating systems, inside of websites, some of those little things that turned on, Java. What is Facebook at this point in time? It's a really, really good question. And I don't have an answer anymore. So I know Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. And I could kind of say that check marks a lot of entertainment choices, a lot of communication choices for people around the world. I know that they in the future is heavily tied towards selling ads. But they seem a little broad and they seem very, very unfocused with their inner workings. I'm not getting the message I'm trying to. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
1: The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com.